0: Whoa, this is really, really weird. We love you. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. I love you too. Um, I will be honest, I remember freshman year sitting somewhere back there. I honestly don't know where. And as I was sitting there, the senior testimony time came, and I just went, Lord, please don't let that be me. <laughs> and here we are. Um, so, will you pray with me real quick, and then we'll get into this? Holy Father, um, Thank you so much for bringing every person in this room here today. This community that Covenant has is unlike any other, and I'm so beyond thankful for it. God, I pray now that you would use me as a vessel, speak through me, speak your glory, help me glorify you, remind me of your story in my life, and I pray that through this story, the people in this room may see your face a little bit more clearly. I pray all these things in your holy son's name, amen. So people always tell me that I have a terrible memory. I'm always losing my keys in my wallet in my room. Ask my hallmates; they know I'm always running up and down the hall going, where are my keys, I can't find them. I'm also always leaving my notebooks and mugs and even my laptop in class. Ask Dr. Martinez about that, she knows. And I'm always telling my friends the same stories over and over and over again, to the point where now my girlfriend, Changa, goes, Josiah, you've told me that, and starts repeating the story back to me before I'm even done. (laughs) Now, I'll be honest. I used to think I had an amazing memory. And every time someone told me, Josiah, your memory sucks, I would just ignore them and be like, well, you're wrong. Um, But now, now that I'm an elderly and decrepit senior in college, I think I must finally admit that I have one of the worst memories out of any person I know. And I've come to know that because I was asked recently to speak in chapel, obviously, because I'm here. And when I was asked, I realized that I have begun to forget many of the specific moments from the past four years. Now, even though I don't remember all the specific little details of the past four years at Covenant, I do know. That God has revealed himself to me in ways that I had never before known. And today I want to share some of those ways with you. What I want to share with you today is a story. It is a story which I really had not given proper thought to until the past year or so. It is a story that I've begun practicing to give words to as I've shared my testimony each year with my hall and with my RA staff. It is a story which my friends and mentors at this school have encouraged me to consider more than I had prior to my time here at Covenant. It is a story which I now feel God is inviting me to share with you, so that maybe through the tale of my life, you may somehow see the face of God and those around you. The story begins like this. A young woman left the doctor's office in disbelief, shame, and fear. Her heart was heavy with the news she had just heard. Her mind was clouded by thousands of voices which fought for her attention. Not knowing what to do or who to turn to, she picked up the phone and dialed her mother's number. She shared the news with a broken heart. The shame of her sin sat heavily on her shoulders, and as the moments passed, the reality of sin's consequences were settling before her the voice on the other end of the phone responded, not in anger or condemnation, but in love. Out of grace, my grandmother spoke to my mother, encouraging her that while she may feel alone, that she was not. She told her that she was loved and that I too would be loved regardless of the circumstances of my birth. In that moment, my grandmother did not know this, but she was speaking into existence the theme of God's life for me and the pattern which it would take throughout the rest of my life. My mom, having grown up a Christian her whole life, became pregnant outside of marriage. After that first call with my grandmother, my mom called my biological father. She explained to him the news and asked for his support and provision. But in a strange moment of God's grace... He did not respond in the same manner as my grandmother. Instead, he said the best option was to have an abortion. My father sought the simplest, easiest path, choosing to reject me. And yet, in that very same moment, my mother took on complete responsibility for me and my life, knowing full well the hardships which would come with that decision. Through this, the grace of our God was extended onto my life, and nine months later, I was born to a single mother without a father, rejected by my own earthly father as illegitimate and unwanted. I was born out of sin, and I was born into sin. Yet, at that moment of my birth, the Lord was smiling down on me with loving eyes. His face was revealed to me in the form of my mother, who faced the hardship, shame, and fear in front of her and accepted me as her own son. God was at work in her heart, redeeming her and blessing her through her sin. That day, he entered the hospital room, filling the void that remained in the absence of my father. He embraced me in his arms from the very first moment of my life. When I look into my mother's eyes, I see the face of God. Now God continued to fill the role of my father with the community he placed around me and my mom. After she had found out she was pregnant, my mom moved to a small cattle farm in Athens, Tennessee, just down the road actually. There she lived with a family who loved and cherished her as their own daughter. Before I was born, the farmer once came to my mom. He sat with her and explained that if a man never came in her life, who would take me as his son, then he would adopt me, as his own grandson, and helped raise me. And so I became a son to that family before they ever even knew me. Once again, God had stepped into the void in my life. This time he did so through the community of believers that was surrounding me. Even though there is no blood relation, I still look to that family in Athens, Tennessee as my own. I call the farmer Poppy and his wife Grandmommy, Their children are my uncles and my aunts, and their children's children, my cousins. In each one of these people, I have seen the face of God. I feel his love and compassion as I look at the way they have loved me with unconditional compassion. When we moved away from that community, God continued to provide. People came to uplift and support my mother and I. And in each place I have lived, I have been completely adopted into a community of believers. Specifically, God has used these communities to place men in my life who have encouraged and admonished me, pointing me to the Lord as if I were their own son. And here at this school, God has granted me yet another adoptive family. As in each person that I have gotten to know during my time here at Covenant, I see the face of God in each of these people, and he has used this community to teach, admonish, and encourage me to seek him. Now as I see the Lord's face in the community which he placed around me, I understand that I have been grafted into the larger family of Christ. The condition into which I was born was missing the solid support of a family, and yet here I am today and I can say I have never once felt that I have lacked in that regard. The love and care I received when I was young and the affection I still receive today is a testimony to the Lord's provision in my life. All of these people in all the different communities I've been a part of point me to the Lord and have played an important role in my life as a believer. Now at this point, you can probably tell that the Lord has been gracious to me in amazing ways. He gave me the chance to live, allowing me to taste the joy of life, to feel the pain as well, and eventually to move to Covenant College. He supported me through a flourishing community, through my high school, church, and the friends I have made here over the past four years. And his care for me has been so evident. But even with these great gifts of community and compassion, there is one area in my life which was empty. I lacked a loving father. Once again, I'm reminded of the state of my birth. Without the care of a father, I entered into this world. As a young baby, there was nothing I could do to earn the affection of a father. Who would love and cherish me when my own father had rejected me? Why would anybody want to accept another's child as their own? Looking back on my life, I find myself asking these questions. But if you've been listening, I'm sure you have begun to pick up on a theme. This theme is the theme which my grandmother spoke to my mother at the very beginning, It is that I was loved regardless of who I am. It is the theme of adoption and redemption. Even though I was born in a broken family, God provided the love of a mother whom he redeemed. Even though I was born without a father, he provided a community who, though I was not their own, adopted me as their child. And even though I lacked a father, God took up the mantle of fatherhood in my life, even before I was born. I know now that these gifts were more than sufficient for God to bring me to his throne in my life. And yet, in his abounding love and mercy, God gave me one more gift of grace. A year after I was born, I got to attend a wedding. This wedding was the union of my mom to the man who would become my father. And during the ceremony, my dad knew he was as much accepting me as he was my mom and he accepted that calling completely. My dad has been more of a father to me than my biological father ever could have been. He has accepted me wholeheartedly as his own son in such a way that looking back on my life, it is hard for me to even recognize that he is not my father. He has disciplined me, rejoiced with me, and sacrificed for me, pointing me to the Lord in everything that I do. When I look at my dad's face, I see the face of God. It is the Lord who provides. In the places of our lives where we feel the most inadequate, the most unloved, the most despised and rejected, God is sufficient. I know now that even if my dad had never adopted me and I had lived under a single mother, the Lord would have provided. God had already provided everything I needed in life a loving mother, an adoptive community, even an elderly farmer who chose to adopt me as his own. And even though he gave me so much already, he still chose to grant me the gift of an earthly father who has loved and supported me in astonishing ways. Covenant College and all this, I am left with one message, that my father has been with me all along, that from my mother's phone call, to the delivery room, to my adoption day, and up to this very moment, I have never lacked a loving father. God has had compassion and mercy on my condition in this world. He has brought me to him despite my own sin, and in spite of the sin I was born into. I am a son of God, adopted completely into his family, grafted in, as if there was never a moment which I were not a part of it. This story is not just my own. We all share in the mercies of our Lord. He accepts each one of us and adopts us as his own children. He cherishes us. In my life, I see his face in all those around me. I see it in my mother, who chose to have me in face of the pain and hardship. I see it in my poppy, the farmer in Athens, who told my mom that he would adopt me as his own. And I see that God's face in the face of my father, who God provided out of mercy and love, and who has raised me to this day to glorify him in everything that I do. I hear his joy and I hear his laughter through my friends at the school. I feel his presence in the cool air of the mountains and the quiet meadows of Tennessee, where has God revealed himself to you? It took me many, many years to see his face through my story. I rarely shared this part of my testimony with others. I rarely recognized the weight that it has carried in my life. I simply accepted it and moved on. Yet, over the past four years, God has been revealing to me how much he has loved me through this part of my life. And today, I stand before you the product of the love and commitment God has granted me. But I still struggle. I struggle every day to see the love God has given me. But if he has taught me one thing in life here at Covenant, it is that he has been personally involved in every single second of my life, and that he will always be there. Today, I want to encourage you to look to your own story Where has God provided for you? Who is it who is loving you? Who right now in your life is pointing you to the Lord? Covenant College, where do you see the face of God? Let's pray. Holy Father, I pray that we would always remember that you are not just a far-off and distant God that you are our Father. That you have loved us in unimaginable ways. That you have rejoiced with us and provided for us. That you delight to give us good gifts. That you delight to see us smile and laugh. That you sit with us in our pain and hardship. And that you are always beside us. God, I pray that this this message would touch the hearts of the people in this room, and that you'd be glorified through it. God, I pray that as we leave this place, we would glorify you in everything we do. It's all in your Son's name I pray. Amen.